Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard back on this Tuesday morning. Had a Monday game, Tomb of Annihilation. Gage joined us as a samurai, a 13th level samurai. We're all about 13th, 14th level. Some scenarios you need to be that high just to survive. Within 10 minutes, he was at the brink of death. We brought him back. Then we got in a fight with Templars. He was in the brink of death, and we brought him back again. So we were worried about him, but he says, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Let's keep going. So we're going to keep going, pretty much. And we'll see how that goes. It is a fun game. It is a fun game. It's just very, very, very deadly. Now, oh, Old School Blues is back. The Old School Blues podcast back with yours truly, Vince Florio and Eric Tinkar. We recorded last night, and this time our audio, the podcast itself is going to be on Anchor, but we were also live streaming last night with, or rather last afternoon we were live streaming on YouTube, and it was mostly a post-North Texas con wrap-up, which consisted of Eric Tinker and myself gabbing away about what we did, and Vince looking bemused, confused, I don't know. No, he actually, he, he intended a couple of days. He also said he's going to buy a badge and go next year, and I applaud him. Shock me, but hey, we can always use more gamers, and that's going to be fun. I'm excited to see what kind of con experience he's going to have next year. I hope it's a good one. I've been doing reviews. I just put one up for Operation Unfathomable as of this recording. And the next one I got up is Avermeer by David A. Hill. And I'm going through it now. I'm kind of prepping for it. Got my notes, did some screen caps, things like that. I got to do things a little differently now that I'm not using my usual software so, but it works out. It works out. And as far as reviews go, I've got a little pile of reviews that I want to get through. And the pile keeps being added to. I mean, so people are all, are people send me stuff saying, hey, can you review this? And I feel obliged. If they send me a physical copy, I feel obliged to review them. Now, I'm not saying I'm trying to short the PDF onlys, but I tend to forget those because they're sitting on my hard disk and I put them there and I forget about them. So you want my attention? Give me a physical copy. Also, I can show that on camera, which is really nice. I I think that's important. People want to know what they're getting for their money. So what I'm trying to say is, as you know, I've told you folks before, I'm a slow reader. But I've been trying to step up my game lately, with especially with Avermere, which is five books. Actually, it's one main book and four supplements. But I want to review it all in one go. So my plan is to go through the the main book and then kind of skim the other ones and see how they relate to the main book. I want to kind of review it as a group, as a setting, because he's got like one or two more books coming out. And this way people will go, oh yeah, they got more coming out. I'll just keep an eye out for that. And so I'm getting through it slowly. I See, my problem is my reading is not the way it used, not like it used to be. I used to be able to read and read and read. I never read fiction. I read, well, it depends, doesn't matter what I was reading, I was reading. But ever since I got on the internet and things, my reading comprehension, rather tolerance has gone down. Well, what happened is as soon as I find a place that I could read, I read about five pages and fall asleep. Now that may have to do with being 61, may have to do with my bad diet, 
may do a lot of things, but that's what happens. So lately, what I've been doing is if that happens, I will nap, I will get up, and I will start again. So I am trying to actually not push these out, but I want to get this on a regular, a regular, I don't have a regular schedule, but I would like these to come out a little more often than they are. So don't worry, David, I'm on it. I'm working on it. You're, you will have your review very soon, very soon. And as far as going through games, as far as like picking out a game that you'd like, say it's a new game, something like that, you know, you have some choices to make. You have some, some decisions to make. And like for me, if they send me something to review, it, my choice is made. I'll review it. I, I got to, I feel like I have to review it because they said the time and money to send me this. I will try and return in kind. I will try. I will try. I'm hoping that my reviews will spur sales for their product. That's the whole point. I've had people come back. I've seen people in the comment section of YouTube saying, man, I, I love your reviews. I went out, whatever you review, I will go out and at least look at it. And most of the time I'll buy it or so, something to that effect. So I do have, I feel like I do have some effect on it. I'm not a mover and shaker like Eric Tinkar, but I do my bit. And one way, anyway, I'm kind of getting off topic on that. One of the things I do when I look at a new game, now I'm saying this, not somebody a review copy. I'm saying if I'm seeing it in the store or online or something like that. The first thing I do, and I've talked about this on one of my videos, go in the back if they have one or if it's online. Look at the character sheet. That'll tell you a lot about the game right there. It'll tell you what the, your main stats are, how the skills are arranged, things like that. Nothing real deep. You'd have to like crack the thing open and actually look at a few chapters but it'll give you a rough idea of if you think this game is for you now if you're already sold on the say you're sold on the premise i love pulp they came out with a pulp game i'm i'm on it i'm looking at it that doesn't mean i'm going to get it i want to look at it and see if it works i try to make an educated purchase is what i'm saying and i will look at the character sheet i will look at the stats on there and other things and I will also look at a couple of the two main chapters are character creation and combat. Those are the two, two I'm going to look at. And if it's based on another work like the Night Owl stuff or Hero's Journey or something where it's based on a known work of, that I know of like Swords and Wizardry White Box, I will give it a little more of a pass, but I will still check it out. And the first thing I do, like I said, is to go in the back, look at the character sheet, see how it's arranged. That will tell you, oh, about at least 50% about the game. The other one, go look at combat, go look at character creation, not necessarily in that order. And if, you come across, if you're skimming through it and you come across any interesting bits, read those. You might want to even take a little gander at the, like the spell list or how they do magic, if that's important. And that's how I scan a game when I'm out, when I don't want to sit there and just read the damn thing. I don't buy blind anymore. One of the things that role-playing has taught me is to be a more educated consumer. I even do this in the grocery stores. Like, okay, this is this much. Is this that much? I hope, you know, they taste this. I'll buy the, the, the cheaper thing. But it's taught me to be a better consumer because back in the day, 81, you know, early 80s when I was starting, I bought a crap ton full of crap. I mean, there was stuff I bought because it was part of role-playing. I bought a dragon bone. Now, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, those were neat. It's like, yeah, sort of. But then I got it home and I looked at it and I go, what am I going to use this? 
I don't have a game right now. Will the DM even let me use this? And, oh boy, it lights up. And th that's when I start because when I started buying junk like that, and it was junk, I started thinking, you know, I could have bought this other thing that is really good or something that would be worth my time. So it got to me to thinking to be a better consumer in the gaming world and in the real world. It also got, well, I don't know if this is just me being cheap or anything like that, but I, start, I started to look for deals. I started to look for deals like at conventions and sales at game stores and Amazon and try half-price books. I love my half-price books. They don't have as much as I want anymore, but you give me a $20 bill and point me in the direction of half-price books, you'd be surprised what I can find if there's anything I want to find there. But I've got like two-thirds of my game collection I got from half-price books because I saw things, and that recent stuff too. Like I'd be at a game store and looking at a book and I thought it was kind of cool and then I'd look at the price and put it right back. I'd find it maybe a few weeks later at Cap Price Books for like a half price and it's like, yeah, sale. I got it. So Half Price Books is my friend. And I just started being, start thinking, thinking more inexpensive. That's how I managed to grow my OSR library by just making, trying to make deals. You know, you, I go to a convention and it's like, oh man, I want that, but I'd also want that and that. Can you make me a deal? Frog God's great for this. Bill Webb, man, you know, I'm looking at this, but I'm also looking at that. I was going to tell you what, I'll give you that, that, and I'll throw in this too for this price. And it's usually at least a third of what he wants, a third less of what he wants. So that kind of thing, I always want, I always wanted to barter, but I'm bad at it. I'm really, I mean, I'm not bad at it, but I always pick the wrong people. First of all, never barter with friends because they think you're trying to screw them and you're not. I was just trying, you know, I, I just try and, and, and the other people, I always pick people who don't want to barter, who don't want to haggle. I kind of like haggling. You know, I watch the show like American Pickers and stuff where they're haggling. And it's like, I could do that if people were amenable to it. But most people aren't. But I can I haggle when I can and find try and find deals when I can. So that's what made me a better consumer. And picking a game, I did what I told you I did. And either it's worth my money or not. I saw a game called The Dark Eye, which is from Germany. It's a role-playing game. You, you may know about it because it's now in English and they're producing it here. I was in North Carolina earlier last year, and we happened to... I was visiting my granddaughters, and we happened to come across a book's a million. I went in, and I said, well, maybe I can find something to read. And I went over to the role-playing section, eh, Pathfinder, 5th Edition, da, 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 da. Dark Eye, what is that? And it looked really well. I mean, it's one of those with like really nice production values and things like that, which I don't think are necess is necessary, but that's another discussion for another day. But I looked at the stuff. It's like the book, the, the main book was 50 bucks and I didn't have it, but they had a digest size version for 20. And so, okay, let's take a look. And I turned back to the character sheet. My God. That is the most complicated character sheet I have ever seen. And I just did a quick thumb through. It's like, if the character sheet is bad, I did a quick thumb through and I put it back. To me, simpler is better. And I like games with a few holes in them. Now, that doesn't mean I like a game with 
I've seen games where they give you a rudimentary character creation and very rudimentary combat system or spell system and expect you to make up the rest. That don't fly with me. you got to have a good structure. D&D has a good structure I can work with, but I don't mind the holes in it because that's where the DM's decisions come in. That's where the DM rulings come in. But this thing was so complicated, I just, I couldn't, I, I didn't even want to deal with it. I just put it back. And then I was on a chat a couple of weeks ago with a girl from Germany. And she said, oh, yeah, it's very popular over here. Germans like complication. like They like, they like intricacy like that. And I thought, well, it was a nation of clockmakers at one time. Okay, yeah, I can understand why. They, they like tinkering with stuff and things like that. But no, no, not me. I can't stand it. So that's what I do when I go out and look at a game. I try to. I have a lot more, much more critical eye than I used to, and I think my wallet has thanked me many times for that. So that's my little spiel about buying games. And oh, and also if you can find like a uh, GM screen, if you can, I don't talk about this, but G, GM screens are also a font of information. If you can find them like online to look at or. You know, there's one out of shrink or something because they're harder to, to find and they're harder to see, but they're worth the time to look at. You can see the charts and things like that. Anyway, I'm going to go enjoy the day and I hope you have a great day too. Until we meet again, keep the dice warm and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.